This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Time to bring in our executive producer, Bill Rowland, and separate the truth from the lies. Fact or fiction? I just want to see you walk in the front door with that stuffed donkey underneath your arm as you head upstairs to the retractable roof looking to lay some money on on Texas. Tremendous. All right, here we go. Factor fiction number one. John Morant and the Grizzlies are in third place in the Western Conference right now, but he recently made this statement to ESPN. Who do you look at around the league as you're studying and say, we're going to have to run through them? Celtics. No one in the West. Nah, I'm fine in the West. So he says he's fine in the West. It's just the Celtics. Factor fiction jinx. Memphis should be the favorites in the West. No, I'm going to say fiction. Look, I, I, I think their time is coming. There's no question about it. But John Morant talks a lot of smack. And I love Ja and I love his game. But he talks a hell of a lot of smack for a guy who hasn't won a damn thing. Seriously. Last year, the Warriors were out of it until they weren't. Do you know what I mean? Right now, they're playing without Andrew Wiggins. They're playing without Steph Curry. So they played well recently. But the Warriors are one of those teams that they're just waiting for the playoffs, right? Like, they just want to get in and do their thing. They want to be healthy. They know how to win. And learning how to win a championship is a thing. And it is difficult to do. The Grizz have not won a damn thing. And then they went out and faced the Warriors – couple days ago or what on christmas day they got spanked the last thing i would want to do is add extra motivation on top of motivation and i can assure you that the grizzlies have the warriors full attention what what was it last year after the warriors won the nba title didn't clay thompson take a shot at the grizz in his post-game press conference after they won the world championship if I'm Jaw, I would not say things like, I could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one. I would not say things like, I'm not worried about the Warriors. When you win something, and I mean anything, then you can talk, you haven't done it. So I will say fiction. Did John Morant really say he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one? Or was that LeVar yes. Ball? No, he said <laughs> Both. Well, he's both turning did. into the- He's turting into the LeVar ball of the NBA. You got to be able to back up what you're saying. Right now, the Grizzlies are not the favorite to win the Western Conference. According to the odds makers, they're not even the second favorites. They are the fifth favorites. I think the West is wide open. There are so many teams that could be dangerous, even teams that are below the Grizzlies when it comes to the odds. The Pelicans, once they get uh, Brandon Ingram back at the Mavericks, have Luka Doncic dropping 60 and also the Nuggets, who have the reigning MVP in Nikola Jokic. I think maybe the postseason isn't going to be as easy just because they don't have that many pieces around him. But still, until you win something, like you can't say stuff like this until you've actually won something. And that's the bottom line. And that's what makes the Warriors so worried about like what the Grizzlies are saying each and every time because Clay Thompson went back to the well and was trashing the Grizzlies once again in his press con- uh, post-game press conference after the game on Christmas Day saying, you guys haven't won anything. Why are you running your mouths? And I think he is exactly right. So once you can back it up, you can say stuff like this. I do appreciate the confidence that John Morant and this young Grizzlies team plays with, but until you win something, just maybe don't say stuff like this. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. I like the bravado that he's bringing and the confidence he's bringing to that team. But come on, man, at least get to the finals before you start talking yeah. about how you're taking everybody out in the Western Conference. So, all right, factor fiction number two. We'll move to the NFL here. The Packers have suddenly won three in a row and are within reach of the playoffs in the NFC. And they need to win their last two games of the season beginning this week against Minnesota, and then they close out against the the Lions. And they need Washington to drop one of their last two in order to get in. Washington taking on Cleveland this week, and then will host the Cowboys in Week 18, a game that may not mean anything to Dallas by then, so Washington may have uh, an advantage there. But, fact or fiction, Chelsea, the Packers will somehow find their way into the playoffs. Yeah, I'll go fact. Uh, I would not be shocked is, I guess, what I should say. Maybe they don't, but you can actually bet on this. Green Bay to make the playoffs plus 185 right now over at BetMGM. I think at that price, it's worth a shot. The Commanders can definitely lose outright in one of their two games to end the year. And also, Green Bay's offense seems to have found some type of rhythm. They're favorites against the Vikings. I think they'll probably be favorites against the Lions as well. So, yeah, let's go uh, Green Bay to make the playoffs plus 185. Yeah, I think they will as well and i don't know what washington is going to get this weekend against the browns because now they're starting carson Wentz instead of taylor heineke but i'll say this i think that washington regardless of who starts at quarterback is not good enough to beat the browns and the cowboys green bay is playing as well as it's played all season and you can see that confidence brewing you can see aaron Rodgers happier i think green bay is going to slip in and they're going to be a team that's fascinating because they're much better than their record indicates so i'm going to say fact i would go fact except the sabotage factor here is washington against dallas in week 18 if philly wins this week dallas has nothing to play for in week 18 they can't move up any higher they can't move down any lower you're gonna get a healthy dose of cooper rush probably a quarterback in week 18 and i would hope that washington would be able to beat cooper rush at home that to me is the only sabotage factor is i don't think washington will lose to cleveland this week and i don't think they'll lose to dallas when the cowboys have nothing to play for all right speaking of washington you just mentioned it jinx The Commanders have made a switch at quarterback. They are going with Carson Wentz to start against Cleveland. They've switched from Taylor Heineke. So fact or fiction, this move is a good one for Washington. You know what? I I do think it is. And as much as I like Taylor Heineke, they've sort of hit the ceiling with him, right? Like he, yes, he's gritty and he, he grinds his way to, to victories with this team and they really like him. But Washington is winless in its last three. They need to win this weekend. And when Carson Wentz came in last week against the Niners, he looked really good. I don't think Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. But I do believe he has a better upside than Taylor Heineke. And at this point in the season, when you have to have wins, you can't you can't run in place. And that's what the commanders have done over the past three weeks. They need a dub. They need some sort of change. Fact. I'll go fiction. I'd roll with Taylor Heineke. It feels like the team likes him more. I feel like the locker room's more behind him. And we talk about ceilings, and I think Taylor Heineke has a pretty high ceiling too. He beat the Eagles. Uh, I think the floor is especially low for Carson Wentz, though. Isn't he one of those guys that just makes those interceptions in the worst possible moments? So, yeah, Carson Wentz is more of the, you know, has more of the pedigree because he was a top-round draft pick. But still, Carson Wentz? 
I don't think this is much of a decision because I think both these guys are about the same, but no, I don't think it's an upgrade because I feel like the team actually likes Taylor Heineke a little bit more. Yeah, I'll agree with you, Chelsea. I just, I'm not sure there's that much of a difference between Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke when it comes down to it. I think these guys both have the turnover bug at the terrible times. We saw it last week against yep. San Francisco with uh, with Heineke. That's why he got pulled and benched for Carson Wentz. All right, staying with quarterbacks. And speaking of San Francisco, Brock Purdy once again will get the start this week. The 49ers have already won the NFC West. But Chelsea, fact or fiction, if Jimmy G is healthy, he should be leading the 49ers in the playoffs and not Brock Purdy. I don't think it matters a ton because I think this is a Niners team that's so good that it doesn't necessarily matter who is at the helm. But Jimmy Garoppolo is the veteran. He has postseason experience. He's been there, done that before, and he's the incumbent. So I don't think that's ever a good reason to give the job to anybody just because they're in the incumbent. But I think the difference is Jimmy G has played in the toughest playoff environments. Got to win on the road at Lambeau in the snow. I'll go Jimmy G. Yeah, I think Jimmy G should start as well. I think it's a fact. You can't replicate playoff experience, and it's full credit to Brock Purdy. Jimmy G has been there before. He knows how to get it done, and ultimately, I, I just can't trust a rookie quarterback. At some point, Brock Purdy is going to have a bad game. Yeah, clean sweep. It's got to be Jimmy G. He's done it. He's got. They've got to stick with him. He, they've got to get him back into the playoffs for them to have a shot. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.